We were not brought here on slave ships. That's not economically sound. This what do you mean? Sense. Uh, so when Christopher Columbus got here, one of the, well, Christopher Columbus got to the Caribbean, uh, according to a primary source, right. they basically said the first thing he did was take slaves. He didn't bring slaves. He took slaves from the island. He captured people. So when you have colonization, you got to remember the United States was only built 13 colonies at first, right? You think this whole land was empty? No, there were natives here. Welcome to Real Black County to the Spawn Podcast. This is Big BJ checking in. Today's conversation, right? We're just pulling back, relaxing, talking. We're just going to have a recap on today's conversation, right? Because earlier on the podcast, right, we had a conversation. And in this conversation, we got great feedback, right? And we were talking about if 12 million Africans was involved in the transatlantic slave trade, then where are the dungeons that held these African slaves when it came to the Americas, right? You know, we had that conversation about a week ago. And like I said, you know, we got a lot of great feedback and, um, you know, the conclusion of the matter is this, you know, sometimes us as black Americans, uh, ADOS, foundational black Americans, uh, black American descendants of the plantation. Uh, let's see what other titles that we go by the American Negro, the Negro American, uh, now, you know, we call ourselves Hebrew Israelites. Everybody's a yeah, black Indian. Everybody's a Moor. Everybody's an Aboriginal. It's all cool. What I've learned, though, is that when it comes to this topic of the slave trade, you know, no matter, like, how diverse your ideology may be, I've learned when you talk to our people, right, we don't have that switch that we just turn on and we begin to question what somebody told us, right? They kind of like, you know, we put ourselves in a position where we allow the devil to tell us anything and we just go along with it. We just never really question it, right? When I was talking about the Atlantic slave trade, of course, we know that this is one of the most documented holocausts that ever happened in the last, I want to say, 2,000 years easy, right? I'm talking about something that's happening to a whole group of people. The stories that we're taught about slavery, though, we never really question the details of it. We never really question the numbers of it, because sometimes it's going to make you look a little insensitive if you see any form of human trafficking. And in that process, it's like you see pain, you see anguish, you see families being split up, you see people dying, people being murdered. So you just kind of leave that alone. It's like an unwritten rule that you leave that alone. When it comes to academia, and this becomes a subject matter in our school system, whether it's a college level or the middle school, the high school level, and we start talking about quote-unquote African history or African-American history, and this is a piece of history, now you put this on the table that we can talk about it. We can conversate about it, and we can question it, right? But we never question it, though. You know, 
Am I saying that the African Holocaust is fake? Am I saying that the American slash African transatlantic slave trade is a hoax? No, I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that I'm an adult. And when you are an adult, you think like a adult, you move like an adult, and you put away childish things. It just don't make sense no more. And it's okay when you become an adult. I don't care how much somebody has taught you this position, whether it be historically or religiously or culturally, you can say, nah, I kind of outgrown that. It just doesn't make sense. It's not real and it's okay, but we can continue to move forward, but it's not. It's just, I'm not there anymore. I'm an adult, right? You know, there were spaces when you grew up in the black community in the village in a camp religiously where you may have thought that a snake can talk at one time a snake can come around and talk and trick somebody up and it's okay to think that way but when you become an adult you be like yo snakes just don't talk <laughs> it's okay if you at a much younger age and somebody's teaching you hey man you know there's a guy you know fat guy he wears a red suit and he comes through chimneys and he drop gifts off and he does this and he does that and it's okay to say, yeah, hey, when I was a child, I thought that way, but now I'm an adult. We know that that's not so, right? I don't care if this guy's supposed to come from the North Pole, South Pole, East Pole, West Pole, whatever. Nobody's coming through the ghetto, dropping gifts off through a chimney. There is no chimney in the ghettos. There is no chimney in the projects. I'm an adult now. We know better, right? There's spots in black history where you hear famous charismatic speakers pan-africanists they call themselves civil rights leaders you mean there was a time you know after the the development of uh, the nation of islam and i'm talking about the re-emergence of it right not when the messenger had it it went away and then it came back underneath new leadership when slavery was talked about you start hearing numbers like there was a hundred million involved in the slave trade and then as we got more and more into technology, that number changed. It was 20 million involved in the slave trade. We're talking about Africans in the transatlantic slave trade. And then now we get a little bit more advancement and we get a little bit more education. And I say, well, there's 12 million that was involved in the Atlantic slave trade, right? And I'm telling you, you can mark my word, the more education we get, the more technology rises and booms, that number from 12 is going to go to eight then it's going to go to six and then it's going to go to four and then it's going to go to three and then it's going to go to two and then it's going to go to one because it's not economically sound or feasible to believe that 12 million people were forcibly removed and brought to the americas that don't really make any sense quote black history unquote mm -hmm. where would you start I would start where they started, and I would say to people, if you believe that, that your history started on a slave boat, I can guarantee you that's where it ended too. And what happens is that we are scared and we're not, you know, we're not at a mental space where we're going to challenge it, but these younger adults, they're going to challenge it because it don't make no sense to them. You know. I don't care what kind of book you got, a history book, or whatever the case may be. Believe it or not, the best education is traveling. When you begin to travel and you move around, 
that is the best education when you see things for yourself when you go to that land you put your feet on the ground and you look around and you see how things work for a brief moment we're just going to talk about the Atlantic slave trade and how they taught us and we're going to tie that in to just traveling personal example you know I can remember the first time I went overseas right and I had the privilege to go to Paris and look at some historical sites and then I also had the privilege to go to Germany and see some of these camps that they kept the Jews in right I was able to see that I was also able to see and visit places in my own homeland right I was able to go to New York I was able to you know visit this territory that they call uh New England and touching on New York again back in yesteryear they called that New Amsterdam I was able to visit Virginia I was able to visit the Carolinas these places are important because these are the four primary places that they tell us and they teach us that the slave trade when it was in its full force these are where the ships primarily went I'll name these places again New Amsterdam New England um Virginia and the Carolinas. These are where these slave ships hit. It's not until you go to these places, especially when I first time I went to New York, and the, the thing that went across, I said, "Damn, it's cold out here, bro. It's just like Michigan. It's cold like it's cold out here, like it is back home." That was the first thing that hit my mind. But I'm not talking about history. I'm just talking about visiting New York, and then moving to that area that they now call New England. Massachusetts, Rhode Island, you know, when you touch these places, it's cold, man. Once you get past that fall, it's cold, you know. It's cold from the fall all the way damn near to March. It's cold out there, bro. Then you go down to Virginia and then you visit the Carolinas and you notice, yo, no disrespect to people that live there. The inner cities is popping. I've been to Richmond and everything like that. But then when you go to these historical sites, where they say, yo, this is James, this is where, you know, the first slave ship came in, blah, blah, blah. And you look around and it's just a bunch of fields and it's empty, it's spacious, it's nothing there. And then you kind of ride through Virginia and it's like it's trees all over the place. It's empty, man. It's not, it's nothing really there. The Carolinas is kind of like the same way. You know, it's, it's like it's nothing there. I'm saying all that to say this. When you start teaching the people that they came off the holes of a ship and you got 40 million black Americans that live in this territory that we call the United States. And if you get 90% of us, because it's about a good 90%, that believe that all of us are a descendant of somebody that came off a slave ship, that's crazy to me. That's nuts. Because I can guarantee you, once we were taught that subject matter, we just never questioned it at all. It just, they came to us with it. We said, oh, okay. And then we seen roots in this because we didn't get these stories from our family. We don't have one single African story in our family. We know what happened because it's, it's documented. So we're not saying the slave trade didn't happen. But what I'm willing to say on Real Black Contents for a podcast is that, no, man, if somebody is trying to make you believe that they forcibly removed 12 million people from one continent and put them on another continent. No, that's just not economically feasible to do that. Something else happened that didn't happen. And I can tell you what the something else is, but that didn't happen. But just let's go back over these four territorial 
spaces in America. New England, New York, the Carolinas, and Virginia. When we watch these slave movies, they always show you light. Everything is in the light, it's bright. You just, you kind of see what happened and they kind of show you what happened, but it's Hollywood. But in the real world, when we start talking about the 1600s and 1700s, they see they didn't have communication devices like that. And then when you ask these folks that teach you about the slave trade, you say, well, how long was that ship ride? It's confusing. Sometimes it's eight weeks. Then they say, well, it's 12 weeks. Then they say, well, it's 16 weeks. And then they say, oh, man, it can take up to four months. And see, the dates, is, it gets weird when you say, well, how long is this the ship ride? Like, how long did the ship ride take? Nobody really knows. It gets real fuzzy. You can read in history books. Oh, man, they had 11,000 ships in over uh, a span of 250 years. They used 11,000 ships to get the, I'm like, but yo, you know, all these shit. Well, how long did it take? Nobody really knows. It gets fuzzy. When I was in the Carolinas in Virginia, there's parts because it's not urbanized. Like when you come to like Michigan and certain spots in New York where it's so urbanized and even Illinois when you start touching ground in Chicago. When you get to urbanized areas, it would be like a Richmond in Virginia where the city is always lit. Once you kind of like get out of Richmond, right? It puts you in a space where it gets so dark down south. You can put your hand in front of your face and you can't see it. You can put your hand in front of your face. Now, this is a person standing on dry land with his hand in front of his face. And he can't see it. You mean to tell me dude in the ship, in an old wooden ship, can follow a map? He got, I don't know, I don't know. They must have been burning some crazy lamps and kerosene. Do you know how difficult it would be to carry people in the middle of the night from one side of the world, across the Atlantic to the other side, hit Virginia in the middle of the night, and once you dock in Virginia, like, it's got to be so dark out there. What happens after that? These people are chained up in the bottom of a ship. This is how you guys showed us. They have naked. They've been sitting in the bottom of the ship. They've been pissing on each other. They've been uh, shitting on each other. Nobody took any back. They're not really eating. Now you get them to the, the uh, dock of Virginia or the Carolinas or New York or New Amsterdam. And it's just so happened to be October and it's November and it's cold outside. What happens? And, a, you know, when we start talking about transportation, the very basic, the very, very basic mode of transportation is you normally go from one terminal to another terminal. So we had that conversation on this podcast. If you put these people, Africans, in a slave dungeon in West Africa, it only makes sense to me that if you're going to forcibly remove them, wherever they go, they should hit another dungeon and be housed there until they sold. Because when our transportation works, that cargo ship or in today's time, that bus or that plane, it's constantly on the go. It doesn't have time to sit there and wait two or three and dock it. That ship hit, it offload, that ship keep going to the next destination. If it has to be empty or if it has to be reloaded with other cargo, you push the cargo that you got on there off. You put the new cargo on, on there and then you keep going. But I'm just saying something as simple as this. This would be slave dungeons in Virginia and New England and New York and the Carolinas that had to house these hundreds of thousands of people that made it to America as slaves from Africa. 
we just don't see none. I don't see no slave dungeons in the Caribbean. They say 12 million. Well, they kind of break it up. They say, well, 11 million went down to Central America, South America, and the islands, and then 300,000 came to North America. So if 12 million people came down south to South America and the islands and all that in 200 years, you would think they have a terminal set up or some type of dungeon set up to hold these people and then hold them until they're able to be sold because nobody did any pre-orders. Right? Because the way they show us on the movie, they, they hit the dock, they bring the slaves off, and then all of a sudden they just jump from there to the auction block. And then everybody sold. When they get the auction block, everybody sold. Families are splitting up. They're crying. But the truth of the matter is they miss a piece. The piece of where they were housed at. Where did you house these people at? And then there had to be contracts in place. They had to be some type of manufacturing in place that what did you clothe these people with? They, you, you just brought them over from a tropical area. You just brought them from Africa, right? Mother Africa, it's 110 degrees over there. And they were in battle, right? So you taking, you know, these people, this is how they tell us now. They was there was a war going on between two tribes, and the tribe that lost the war. They were sold off into slavery. Hey, do you know what a people look like when they lose a war? They battered up. They beat up. They, yo, what's the deal? And then you put these people in the ship. They go for nobody knows. Four weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks, 16 weeks. They come to the Americas. And then they come to the Americas in the fall and wintertime to Northeast America and the East coast of america or southeast coast of america and it's wintertime what do these people put on nobody knows don't you know you can't make it in new york <laughs> you a slave ship can't come to new york in december the people was naked a slave ship can't come to virginia in december or january or february or october it can't happen or november it can't happen now the people don't have any clothes on but you got to show me where you housed them. Where did you put the people at? We never ask the people that teach us that. We never ask them those simple questions. So we had a conversation about that on this podcast. And the responses, man, I'm telling you. If you believe, and I'm willing to bet. If you believe that 12 million people live Africa in 200 and some years. And they was forcibly removed to the Americas. You're saying... A couple of things right the first thing you're saying is that africans are animals you're saying that west africans are animals you're saying that they are able to be so greedy so deceitful so low down so uh, power driven that they can sell off because you know how many generations they gotta go over we're talking about 250 years 275 years of slavery so you're thinking about how many generations after generation after generations did this continent or the uh, West African portion of this continent had to produce savages that were created, raised, and born to sell people that look like them over and over and over and over again? But here's the funny thing that's what happened in your history books because somebody had to sell somebody. But when you meet a real African, it's like these are the meekest people. The nicest people, the most pleasant people that you ever could see. But at the same time, 
they're teaching us that these guys sold each other for 250 years. We never question that story. So you got to say, first of all, all you, I want to be African. You telling us that if you believe that this whole, this whole 12 million people came over here, yo, you telling me straight up, these African dudes are savages, man. They populated generation after generation after generation of people of devils, black devils, that sold their people to white devils. But no, we don't want to say that. What we want to do is we want to put everything on the white devil and excuse Mobutu. We're going to say Mobutu, he didn't know no, we don't, I don't know. We'll make up some excuse for these folks, but that's just how we do. But that's, that's number one. Number two, you don't or you can't know the basic, the basic principles of logistics and transportation. Just the basic principles. You normally go from one port to the next port. You go from one terminal to the next terminal. You go from one dock to the next dock. You know, some of you guys are of a certain age and your granddad and your great granddad and your big mamas they didn't they were scared of planes black folks was back in them days they were scared of planes so everybody moved around on the greyhound bus and you can get on the greyhound bus from at about 12 o'clock noon in detroit and you can be on your way to richmond right and they say you well you won't get there to 12 o'clock midnight it's going to take a 12 hour ride to get there but about time you really get there on that greyhound after making so many stops you might not even get to richmond to four or five the next morning right if you had a transfer bus you're going to miss it if you got somebody's going to pick you up for a ride they may have to wait there for a little while but one thing is for sure when it comes to transportation even on the basic level one terminal this bus is going to drive from one terminal and drop you over the next terminal that bus going to keep going but that terminal is going to house you there until you get on your next connecting bus to go somewhere else or somebody come and pick you up but you're going to be housed there. I don't care if you catch a train. I don't care if you catch a bus. I don't care if you catch a plane. That's how it works. It's going to work the same way if you're riding on a ship. If you got pulled out of a dungeon. And you're on, you got chains on. That's saying, yo, this dude is a flight risk. When they bring you to the Americas. And you go to Virginia. And it's just this open field. And it's so dark out there. Man, I'm talking about they didn't have street lights all over. I want to just paint this picture. They didn't have street lights all over the place. They, it's not lit like it is today. It's not Richmond now. It's just Virginia. It's in the middle of the night. It's the Carolinas. You mean to tell me you believe a dock? That ship docked and those folks got got off that ship and they just sat out there in the middle of the dark and they just didn't they didn't have nowhere to go. They didn't nobody put them in some type of terminal to house them and keep them until they can come in to get people to buy them because they don't tell you that part of the story so why don't you question it it don't make any sense all the people they the way they teach you about slavery when that slave ship hit the dock everybody just disappeared where did they go listen i've been saying this repeatedly over and over there is no type of business on the planet where you're going to sell a hundred percent of your product if 300 slaves made it to Virginia, they make it seem like all 300 slaves got sold all the time. Like they never had nothing extra. They never had to say, you know, these slave owners just came on. They just bought everything that they had. No, man, don't. No business don't work like that. 
And then you got so many seasonal things going on. I mean, okay, so what happened when they go there in the rainy season? What happened when they get there in the winter? Like what happened when it when it's when it's when it's 30 degrees outside? What do the auction block look like then in Virginia? What does the auction block look like in the Carolinas when it's 30 degrees? What does the auction block look like in New York when it's 30 degrees? Like what does it look like now? You just brought these tropical people out. Did you put any clothes on? Like, what did you do? Where did they get the clothes from? Who made the contract to make the clothes? Where did you house them at? Like, what happened? Nobody knows. We're in a position that we got to question what they've been teaching us. Because, see, listen, we're in the information age now. The things that our fathers and our great-grandfathers used to be taught and believed, it won't work no more. Because now we are adults. No Snakes don't talk. Snakes don't talk. I don't want to hurt nobody feelings. Snakes don't talk. <laughs> so when you come to me and like, yo, it really happened. It really moved 12 million people from one spot to the other spot forcibly. There's no dungeons, nowhere that held them. Nobody can tell you where did they get the clothes from and who made the clothes, who got the contract to like they don't tell you nothing besides that but you know what you know what would make a little bit more sense if there were some negroes that was already here and then those negroes that was already here got colonized and then there were some red indians that was already here and they got colonized and then their land was taken and stolen from them. And then they were forced to work on their own land. And then when they was forced to work, you start bringing in Africans to assist with that labor. Now that makes a little bit more sense. How many Africans did you put in? 12 million? No. You know, like back in the day, I think it was like one of the Panthers, like Stokely. Man, it was a hundred million, like a hundred million. Then you, but you a kid, you don't know no better. You just see, you know, the Black Panther brother talking, and you get over. Like, wait a minute, hundred million. Then that number dropped to twenty million. Now it was dropped to twelve. Give it a little bit more time. It's gonna go to eight. It's gonna go to six. It's gonna go to two. It's gonna go to one and change. It already dropped for North America. It's at 300,000 all of a sudden. 300,000? Hmm. It'll get less than that. <laughs> and then, when you start questioning what they teach you, that's when the devil is going to have to come out and do what he do not want to do and stop telling you his history or his story and then he got to listen to our elders and let our elders take the floor and tell our story because we gave him a shot to tell his story and it don't make sense so now it's time again that we hear our story family we got a question when we was taught question everything that you was taught that would be the first stage of a mental revolution. 
Peace and black power to your family. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys for hanging out, man. Real Black Contents Forum Podcast, man. It's Big VJ, man. Ain't no 12 million came over here, y'all. Open up your eyes. Until next time, man. Peace, man. I get it with you guys later. Peace. You know what the name of this place is? That's Africa. I know that. That's right. That's Africa. But did you know that Africa is the place where the body of the first man was found? My daddy says that makes it the place where all people originated from. That means everybody who lived from Africa. Everybody. All y'all. Uh, so when Christopher Columbus got here, one of the well, Christopher Columbus got to the Caribbean, uh, according to a primary source, right. they basically said the first thing he did was take slaves. He didn't bring slaves. He took slaves from the island. He captured people. So when you have colonization, you got to remember the United States was only built 13 colonies at first. Right. You think this whole land was empty? No, there were natives here.